Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. It's good to be with you in the morning. Hopefully your day is beginning well. With me this morning in the studio is Vinny Henke from Valley Life Community Church. Vinny, good to be with you this morning. You too, my friend. Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley, RPCNA. Good morning. Glad to be here. And finally, but not least... Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church. Russ, thanks for leading. And I am Russ Herman from Cloverdale United Reformed Church. We are trying to work through a topic on anxiety and fears and doubts and worry. I know that sometimes it's hard because we don't want to talk about it because we talk about these things that makes us appear weak. Um, we know that we are called to live a life of trust, that we're, we're supposed to live lives of dependence upon God. And so we sometimes when we struggle with different areas of our life, we, what we do is we just bury it, and we don't let people in. We don't let people know. We, we don't, we're not real with the struggles that we have in life, and that's not actually helpful. The bottom line is that all of us are human beings that are going to struggle in areas of our life until we die. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to apply gospel truth to this particular category, and hopefully in the weeks to come we'll, we'll just deal with different categories. Um, so it could be that maybe worry, doubts, fears is not your particular Achilles heel, but it is for somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it probably is for somebody that you're attached to in life. If it's not your struggle, you're probably married to someone who it is, or you have kids that it is, or that you have a friend that, that this is something that they deal with. So that's what we've been working through. And today we want to begin with Psalm 112, which says, For the righteous will never be moved. And sometimes we put a hard stop there and we say, look at that. If I'm a child of God, nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. I'll never be moved because all is well. But the psalmist goes on to say, he will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. So how can the words of this psalm be true? How can we not be afraid of bad news? One thing in one sense, um, we shouldn't be surprised by evil things happening. We live in a fallen world. So I think um, fearing, like, bad things will happen. And uh, But then on the other side, uh, believing that God is in control of all things, you know, the even the tragic circumstances in our lives, our hardships, are curated by him and designed by him and given to us by him. Uh, for his glory and for our good, ultimately. And so when we hear of evil things happening, we know we know the end game. Uh, we know that God is victorious, and we know that all things are moving towards that end point of when he returns and all things are made new and we spend eternity with him. I think in context, too, we need to remember that the idea of the righteous not being moved is a description of our spiritual position mm-hmm. and not our circumstantial reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think of God's uh, chosen people throughout the, the scriptures. A lot of them are moved uh, rather forcefully by enemies, uh, by mm-hmm. sickness, by trial. Uh, Christ himself, our Savior, the most righteous person without sin ever to have lived, surely suffers the greatest injustice uh, of any human beings ever lived. And so as we think about this, coming back to that reality, this is a spiritual position description, that despite Mm -hmm. our circumstantial reality, 
uh, we are not moved in terms of the benevolence and graciousness that God has toward us. Yeah, the psalmist David, David in Psalm 73 talks about this experiential aspect of that. And, and he, you know, he says of God, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You're, you hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will receive me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And so, you know, as Vinny is pointing out, this is a, a spiritual position that you're not moved because God is your strength and, and your portion forever. And nothing can move you off that uh, point. And in addition to that, and along those lines, back in Psalm 112, after it says, he will never be shaken, the righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. I mean, he was doing the remembering there. I mean, that fact that God always has us in mind. He always has his eye towards us. He never forgets us. We are in everlasting remembrance in the mind of God. And uh, knowing that he is always concerned with us as children is a great comfort. It says trusting in the Lord. And what I like to do is just ask myself four questions when I'm going through life, especially things that are more difficult. I ask myself, is God sovereign? Is God good? Is God infinitely wise? And is God Mm all-powerful? And the answer to those four questions is yes. And if those are all true, that God is sovereign, good, all-powerful and all-wise, then he can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And I, I rest there. That I, I, I'm right. not those, <laughs> but I do trust in the one that is. It's a, it's a word-based trust. It's a, yep. a trust that's based in, in God's word. And this is why um, we, we can have peace. This, you know, in uh, Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Um, you know, th- and this peace of God, you know, that we have, it is experiential. It's something that we can experience. Um, we can have peace with God that's positional uh, related to who we are in Christ. Um, we're no longer his enemies. We're his friends. Um, we're, uh, you know, citizens of that heavenly kingdom and children of God. But there is this peace of God that rules in our heart, a calm assurance that we have by the word of God, those Four truths that that you mentioned, um, and uh, and because of this, um, we're not looking for a quick fix. You know, like if we have a difficult situation at our job, we'd look for a new job, or you know, difficult relationships. We try to change that. You know, we might have quick fixes, but this kind of experience is the peace that comes. Um, you know, that will quell all of our anxieties um, because you know, his word dwells within us. The bottom line is we have fears or doubts or worries because at least at that moment we lack faith. Um, Jesus in the boat in Matthew chapter 8 says to his disciples, why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Um, And Scripture goes through different categories where we just struggle. Um, We have fears. Um, one of those is with our life. As 
created beings, we we love life. We were created to to love life, to enjoy life, and we fear death because death is not natural to the creation of this world. It's natural to us now in a fallen world. There are even involuntary responses that are built into us of self-preservation. So what about death do we fear? And I would say that most people do have a fear of of death. (laughs) I've always said I fear getting dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not death itself, um, because death death has all the promises of of, of uh, hearing uh, God say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant; enter into the joy of the Lord." I mean, it has that promise with it. You know, I do think we fear the circumstances that will come, and uh, even for me, you know, three years ago, I had uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and um, it's. Um, you you hear that word now you begin to fear all the elements that are going to take place in between that point and your departure, and uh, and yet I had a promise from God that He said I will be with you to the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when the end was going to be, but because of the promise of God, I could deal with the day to day to day that I was going through, whether it was the chemo or the radiation or the surgeries or whatever. I, I had the promise of God that he was going to be with me to the very end. Mm. And then the end was really the beginning of eternity for me. I just want to state that if you are outside of Jesus Christ, that if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation, then death is something to be feared. Mm-hmm. Um, because what what awaits on the other side is is judgment. I think A. W. Tozer said only only the Christian dares to die. You know the idea that you don't dare die if you're not in that peace with God. But I think that's you know part of the fear that's just in the broader general humanity that um, there is this underlying understanding and knowledge that people have and recognition that God is exists. He's real, no matter how strongly we oppose that and say, no, he doesn't. Uh, there is, at some level, an understanding that in death we will meet him. Mm-hmm. And, um, But, I mean, even if you're so deluded as to think that there actually is no God and you just are firmly convinced of that, I mean, when you die, you're, there's nothing. So I think inherently there's a fear of... Mm-hmm. But there's a greater fear, when, I think, in all of humanity because there is this recognition that in the end we meet God. And for the Christian, well, yeah. I kind of, I mean, maybe I'm not normal, but I kind of view death as kind of like riding a uh, roller coaster for the first time that I've never ridden before. You know, it's there's a certain amount of anxiety and trepidation, but at the same time, you know, we know the destination mm-hmm. and uh, um, we know the promises that he will be with us even through death, as Psalm 23 yeah. And and because he's the one that numbers our days, that's that takes away a lot of fear. And, you know, this is something that the disciples in the boat needed to understand, too. He was in control of everything. And you, you mentioned those four things. He's wise. He's, uh, he's sovereign. That means he's in control. Uh, he's all-powerful. He can change the circumstances. Um, and uh, and he's good, <laughs> you know. So ultimately, they needed to they needed to uh, trust in in the Lord. You know, they, their response was, "Don't you care?" <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the answer to that is, "Of course he cares." <laughs> That's why he's in the boat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sometimes we have fears that are related to other people and and really as we go through life and relationally make um, stronger connections with other people our level of anxiety can expand because we begin to have anxiety for other people um, i told these guys off the air that i'm not an anxious person for myself i that's just not one of my tendencies but i have found that as my kids get older i have more anxiety for them mm-hmm. um it's and so it's it's how would you talk to someone, help them, those that struggle with anxieties that they have because of relationships that they're involved with? I think specifically to parents, it's some of the things we talked about in the last series in Covenant is God's uh, redeeming promise to be a God to us and to our children. And so the same grace that is sufficient for us to exist day to day, we can believe is sufficient for our children, is sufficient for the people in, in our lives. And I, I think so, so there's that promise that I think we can press into. And then the other piece is taking on anxieties and cares that are that are not ours. Mm-hmm. So um, God is the divine author for each and every single human being. And so we can trust him with each and every single human being and coming back to that place where refusing to take on the anxiety and fear that does not belong to me. I always realize that there are some okay anxieties. So I, scripture does say that I can be concerned about those that I'm supposed to shepherd in the faith. Um, We're to bear one another's burdens. That's correct. So that's, you know, it's true that, you know, we have burdens, we bear them together. Um, we do that, you know, through physical or material uh, means as we are able to, but we also offer up prayers. It's interesting, you know, we we're talking about concerns for our children. You know, the book of Job opens up, says he would rise early in the morning <laughs> to to and make that a matter of prayer. That helps you go through the rest of the year day <laughs> because you've given that, you've released that anxiety. You know, we're told uh, be anxious about nothing but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So that begins, that's the beginning of the process. When I feel those anxieties rising up, uh, that's when I go to the Lord in prayer. And then I can be assured of his peace because I put it in the hands of the one who is powerful, sovereign, wise, and good. And we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.